Life has so many twists and turns, and the more we reflect back and see how far we've grown, we have an opportunity to see that the next hurdle we are facing, we can jump over that one too. I am reminded of this as we look back on this podcast and how it all started with my laptop, my cell phone, and sitting in my closet. But I had the determination to share incredible stories of my friends who defied the odds of the roadblock that was in their way. Then they invested in themselves and that investment overflowed onto their life, business, and community. In today's episode, our special guest, Marquita Miller, shares her journey of entrepreneurship and then becoming a widow, something none of us can be prepared for. One of the many reasons why I love this episode is the knowledge nuggets that she shares, including one of my favorites. She says, the more you think you're different, we really are the same and have so many things in common. We have to stop looking about things that are different and start looking for the things that we are the same. So stay tuned to her inspiring journey and keep listening for when Marquita shares with this, where is she now? Since we recorded this way back in 2018, she has come a long way. And for more dynamic leadership podcasts, check out the Lima Charlie Network on Instagram and Facebook and the website lemacharlienetwork.com. Yo, what's up, everyone? This is Joe Bogdan from the Llama Leadership Team and co-host of the Llama Lounge Podcast. And I wanted to share with you this amazing opportunity to become a published author and become a fire starter. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Well, it did to me, and joining the Firestarters Book Project was an amazingly easy and fun way to get my feet wet in the published author space. Shay and Christine made it so easy to navigate through the publishing realm and gave me the blessed opportunity to share my story with the world, and they would love to do the same for you. They are seeking aspiring authors like you to collaborate with them, and the best part is that they are going to do all of the hard work for you. All you have to do is commit to the process. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain. So join the team by visiting firestartersbookproject.com and tell them Joe sent you. It will change your life for the better, I promise. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. Today, we have a dear friend of mine, Marquita Miller. Hi, Marquita. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm excited as well. I've been looking forward to our moment. Marquita Miller owns and operates Five Star Tax and Business Solutions from her headquarters in Kansas City, Missouri. Her full-service accounting and business consulting firm focuses on a diverse menu of business solutions. She specializes in tax planning and preparation, accounting and payroll, and business startup planning and revenue generation. Marquita also has impressive accolades. She has been honored to receive awards from rising stars, influential women, women who mean business, and most recently, she was awarded Inspirational Influencer by the International Association of Women. Also, she is a proud member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority. She has accomplished her dreams while also serving as a mother, daughter, mentor, women of faith, educator, international speaker, 
and board member in multiple organizations. Marquita has managed to stretch the limits of time to also author four books, one of which is my favorite, Faith Panure. And she has been a co-author in other books, has produced two CDs, and continues to plan, execute, and expand her annual No More Excuses, Only Results Entrepreneur Conference. And then, just yesterday, she hosted an event to honor other widows on how to heal forward. Wow, Marquita, you are just everywhere doing everything, and that's why we all love you. So thank you for being here today. Thank you. That sounds so good. I, I, I hear you. I'm hearing you read that, and I'm like, whoa, I'm exhausted. <laughs> but it was, and it was things that were not all accomplished at the same time, but at the appropriate time. So I appreciate that words that you've spoken and the things that you said about me. Well, and I've also forgot to mention you are on two local TV stations. Is that correct? That is correct. I'm a monthly contributor on Fox 4 as the business coach, and then on Channel 5 as the Money Matters Girl. So, yep, I've done that now for almost one of three years. So that's been a, a very fun opportunity, amazing and rewarding opportunity to help people with uh, business advice and stay-at-home moms, how to run their house as a business, and um, help people with managing their finances. So, yeah, it's been pretty cool. That's wonderful. I'm so glad that you have that outlet to uh, reach a broader audience like everyone else. So that's fantastic. So Marquita, a little backstory. Marquita and I have known each other for 11 years now as my accountant. And probably at some point, I'm not sure when, it developed to more than just my accountant. She's my friend, my mentor, and uh, one of the people that I call when I need prayer, for sure. <laughs> a prayer warrior. So I totally appreciate you being here today. Thank you. I know it's funny how some relationships can evolve over time into different things. And I'm super grateful um, to have that friendship. I do consider you a dear friend and a dear sister. And so, and you are a prayer warrior too, my friend. So I've, had, I've been the beneficiary of some of your powerful prayers. So, and it's exciting to see your podcast and you expanding your network so that more people can be impacted by what we get in Kansas City a whole lot and we get accustomed to, but now more people are going to be able to take advantage of your gifts, your talent, and your passion. So I'm super excited and I congratulate you with this opportunity. Well, thank you. That means a lot to me. So we're going to start off with our first question is what does investing in people mean to you? Investing into people, that, that is one of the greatest gifts if you really will think about it. Um, we can invest into a whole lot of things. We can invest maybe in an accountant, as you alluded to. You know, we can talk about investment into stock, and they appreciate. We can talk about investing into our education, and that shows up in the form of wisdom and understanding. But when we invest in people, that is legacy. Because every time you make an investment in someone, if it's a, we often sometimes think about children, but other people just daily in our in our walk, business acquaintances, coworkers, employees, whoever it may be, friends, spouses. When we invest children, you know, best friends, sisters, co schoolmates, whoever it is, when you're investing into people, your your investment goes so much further because the words that you speak and the time that you give to them and the things that are birthed out of that investment, they take with them. It's bone up in their heart. And it's, it's certainly when it's impactful, 
someone else. And so you never really, unlike with stocks and, and homes and things like that, when you make an investment, you can see the return on the investment. You can bring it to a fine number. You know, I'm an accountant. But you can come back to a number of what that investment's worth. But when you invest in people, you never really get to see the value of that investment because it's so far greater and it outlives, it, it, many times it outlives us as human beings. When you think about a lot of the mentors and individuals that we've had or people who've impacted us, I'll go high with you know, celebrities and things like that. They, we may not ever meet them face to face, but something they said, something they did, or something they wrote in their book impacted you to move forward, to take another leap, to take another step, to get back up. And that impact, that impact, impacts so many other people. So it's so it's one that's the most powerful investment, but it's also the one that you're not able to quantify um, accurately. But the most, but it's it probably has the most value. And so if you're going to invest in something, I heard someone just say the other day. If you're going to invest in something, invest in people. And so I really am big on that. I've been invested. I would be all the things you read about. You said I would have none of those doors would have opened if it had not have been for the power of relationship and connection, which came gave birth as a result of people investing in me, investing their time, investing their wisdom, investing their knowledge, investing their heart. So that's very big. What a great answer. I'm so glad I started off with that question. You need to write my intro to my podcast. That was fantastic. That's exactly why I'm doing this, is to bring awareness to what really investing in people looks like. And what it is, is exactly what you touched on. It is, it's more than an actual dollar amount. It's more value that you're impacting the rest of the world because you have no idea who you're going to impact. So, yes, ma'am, I agree 100%. So, Marquita, tell me, how do you personally and also how does your business invest in people? Thank you. I'm so glad that you asked that question because for business owners sometimes, especially new business owners that are, and maybe they're, they're thinking about it, they, they know that they're really good at something. Let's use cosmetology. That they really love doing hair and they have a knack for it and they can just make, make it find the perfect shape with someone's face. And they're like, you know, I love doing it. It brings me so much joy. And so in their mind, when they're an aspiring entrepreneur, they'll say, you know, I don't want to charge for that because I just want to invest in it. It's my gift and I love it. But guess what? There's nothing wrong. The investment, there's different types of investments that you can make. There's nothing wrong when you put a value on the investment. So when you go into business like you've done and you run a salon and you have a fee structure, that uh, there's an exchange for the investment, there's an exchange of dollars, that's still an investment because you're still using your kitchen and your talent. And so in my business, I invest in entrepreneurs every day, small to medium-sized business owners, by helping them to start, grow, and connect their business. And so I find it very rewarding, very extremely rewarding to help them nurture and, and care and carry the, their birth of their business to the next level. And so that's one of the ways that I invest in, is from my standpoint of business. But then also, I do invest back as a board member in numerous organizations where I volunteer my time to show up at board meetings, sometimes monthly, sometimes quarterly. It is a way to give back. I'm a board member on one of the community colleges, and we meet monthly. And so we that investment Wow, I will never meet the students that at my time, that one hour, I will never meet all the students that the decisions that I've set around that boardroom table and made has impacted them by way of scholarships, by way of decisions. 
decisions that we made that allowed dollars to come. And so we're all, we have different avenues, but I do invest from in my business, from with the clients to my employees. They're, they're one of the greatest assets. I could not do what I do alone with all the things you listed off. There's no way possible for me to be in the office every day, all day. And so there, when I'm not there, someone else is there. You and I are having a powerful conversation and exchange, but my office is still running because the employees that are carrying out that mission of the business. And so I turn around and invest back in them by way of training, way of development. And so, yeah, that's some of the ways that I do invest back. Fantastic. Is there an, an obstacle that you face that made you understand that investing in people is something that you wanted to do? Oh, yes, the word obstacle. So one of the things, there's been many obstacles, but I'll take one that's most uh, touching to my heart right now, is that years ago, probably about six or seven years ago, I started investing in clients that if they had been a client with our firm and they experienced the loss of a spouse, when they came in to get their taxes done, and I'm going to learn that the spouse passed because it changes their filing status. And many times I find out about the spouse passing before because People have to figure out financial affairs, and an accountant typically gets the phone call really early on. But nevertheless, whenever I find out and when it comes time to do their taxes, and this was nothing ever written, this wasn't a, a standard operating procedure, which is something that I felt in my heart as a way to invest back in the spouse that, just, that was taxed. So when they would get their taxes done at the end of it, I'd give an invoice. So when I give the invoice this time, the invoice would show a balance due of zero. And the person would look up and they'd be like, why? What, what, what happened? I didn't pay. And I'd say, this is my fee for, for your loved one that passed. I want this one's on me. And so I did that for years, having no idea where that thought got birthed from, why I was doing it. But it was a thought that came to me after I had one client, her husband passed away. He went in for a regular procedure at the hospital, and they were pretty overall young, and he was very healthy, and he did not come back out of that. And so she was now single, a widow with a single mom, and she was trying to maneuver everything, and she just, he ran all the finances. So when she came in, the last thing I wanted her to think about was this tax prepping. So I sold that seed into her and then it just became a tradition of that I did unspoken, unwritten. It just was, we just knew what was going to happen and then the staff members started to know what was going to happen and, and after that was, and so I never knew what that investment would be until May of 2017 when my spouse passed away. Wow. And those many years of investing back into widows and widowers reaped a harvest in my life. Because I have been invested in by so many people around this country. Not Kansas City has impacted me, but so many. The, the investment has been far greater than even the city with widows that have called me and pastors that have called me and leaders that have called me and people that have offered support and guidance and direction and resources. So I had no idea that the investments that I was making at those times would, would I would need to call on that investment. I would need to call that investment forward. I would never, I would never anticipate that. And I, and we all know that at some point, you know, if people have to pass. And you know, if you're married, you one of you are going to probably leave each other first, unless there's something that happens with both of you. So that wasn't. But I'm 44 years old, and my son is 47 years old. So I certainly didn't expect it to be at that level. I thought, you know, 80, 90 years old. But no, I'm fairly young, and to have to experience that, that was an obstacle for me. That was life-changing, life-shaking, faith-shaking. But I can tell you that in the midst of that being so shaken, that the investments, I'm very clear about the law of sowing and reaping. All those seeds that I sowed 
into other widows and widowers came back as a mighty harvest beyond what I could have ever done to show up in my life, and not just my life, but my children's life. Because I had two, uh, I had four children total. Two of them are bonus children. Uh, my husband had before we got married, and then two that him and I had, but they're all four of my babies. But I can't tell you the number of people that have um, stood with them and invested in them in school districts, at their colleges, their universities. They said, hey, we're going to figure out a way to help you with your tuition. So the investment, the return on investment has been priceless. And I believe it was a correlation and connection because of the investments I was making. I had no idea where it come from, that I would even do that, that why I would do it, and that I would need to reap the harvest from that. Wow, that brings tears to my eyes. What a story. So you basically started out with an idea that was clearly a gift from above, and you followed through. You were obedient, and then you got invested back in return. What a great story. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could not have this journey wouldn't be, it's not an easy journey. And, you know, even 18 months in, it's still not an easy journey. But I can tell you that I wouldn't be where I'm at today with the healing that I have been, that I am walking in and have manifested in without the returns of those investments and without the many hands and the many hearts and the many prayers that have supported and invested in me back. So, And that kind of brings us to the next question. Is there a particular lesson that you have learned by investing in other people? Wow. Oh, my goodness. My overall lesson that I would say investing in people, in other people, is listen to the voice. That would be my that would be my mm. overall lesson because I believe that we all have opportunities. I can think back to uh, before my departed husband this uh, past, that I would be in grocery stores, like after work, rushing home to get home to cook something, and he's picking up the kids, and I'd be in a grocery store, and I'd hear something, I'd hear still small voice say, pay for the lady's groceries in front of you. Mm. Or I'd be somewhere getting gas, and I'd see someone and something say, but go put your debit card in and pay for their gas. And, and I think we've all had those opportunities. If it's in the McDonald line or at the toll booth or whatever, and you're like, I want to play it backwards. And sometimes we, we don't make those lists because we don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Or we're like, I don't want them to think that they're needy. And it's not a lot of times. Here's the thing about investing. It's so many times not about them as much as it is about you. And we tend to think, oh, I don't want to make them feel bad. Guess what? It's about you having the courage to listen to that voice and be obedient and do it. Because you don't know the conversations that that person had that morning. You don't know that, I mean, I can remember just as I'm talking, it's very vivid to ladies' faith. And this was years ago, probably every bit, probably 15 years ago when I was in the Sunburst. This, this store doesn't, grocery store doesn't even exist anymore. And I knew to pay for this lady's groceries. And I was trembling because I'm walking in the grocery store. I'm getting my things in my cart and I see her and something says pay for groceries. I'm like, I can't do that. I don't even know where the groceries are. And so we just continue to go and we land at the cash restaurant at the exact time. Wow. And so she's there and I'm behind her and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to do this. I'm really supposed to do this. We all had those moments, right? And so the, the person, the cash is are total. And I just stepped in really quickly and I said, God told me to bless you and pay for your groceries. And this is not a me thing. This is a God thing. So man, just swipe my debit card for her groceries and that's, and that's it. And, and I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. I didn't want to make it awkward for her. But she immediately stopped crying, started crying. And she said, I did not know 
after I got these groceries, what I would do for the rest of the week. Wow. So had I not been obedient to that, she wouldn't have had gas money. And so she stood there, and it was super awkward for me because now everybody in the line is looking like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, God, I just wanted to obey you and not make it awkward. But guess what? That was her moment. That was her moment that she knew God had her covered mm-hmm. and was providing for her. And if he had to use a random little stranger in the, in the shopping mall in Sunfresh to prove to her that he had her covered, that was her moment. It was about her moment more so than my moment. And so she walked out, and I can promise you that she probably told that story in the look as she turned the corner with that card full of groceries and just looking back at me like, who are you? It wasn't about who am I. It was about who sent me, who gave me that messaging. And she knew it was a God thing. And I knew it was a God thing. And I just paid for my groceries and walked out. So I say that we all have those moments. And I can't, I can, that's the story I can tell you that I've passed the test. But there are other times that I'm like, oh, didn't do that, should have did that. That I didn't pass the test because I thought, oh, it's going to be awkward. I don't want to do that. I don't want to say that. So we have to learn to obey the smart that tells us because we don't know why it is we're being led to do it, but we're, we're being led to do it. What a story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Wow. Yes, ma'am. So personally, is tell me about a time when you were vulnerable with another person and that led to giving you confidence? Well, I would have to tell you about a very recent story, and that would be yesterday. You you alluded to me having a widow's brunch, and so I did have this widow's brunch because I felt like this is my second Thanksgiving, second Christmas after the party of my husband, and this Thanksgiving was much better than the last one, and I wanted this Christmas to be better than the last one. And so I know that for a widow that can, you know, people say, oh, Colleen's a terrible, it's just going to be weird, terrible, you'll never enjoy it. And I didn't want to receive that for myself first year, and I didn't receive it for myself. But it was, you know, better than it could have been. But I also wanted to do something about it. And I have a saying that I try to live by, is you want to leave things better than you found them. You want to leave things better than you found them. So I desire to to get remarried and, you know, move forward in my life. But one thing that I know um, is that I want to leave widowship better than I found it. And so in the midst of that, I knew the holidays was approaching and the God had really been dealing with me, going back to that point, about this gathering, a gathering of, the, of these ladies that are widows. And when you're a widow, and too much is required, much is given. And being on TV and different things, people will reach out and say, oh, I know someone who passed. I want you to talk to them. I got a call just this morning. I checked a message from someone. Her husband passed yesterday, and a friend was there when the corner picked up, and she asked her if I could call her, and she said, yes, I got to call her today. So it just becomes this, this nucleus of people contacting you, and you're, you, know, you have a way of, because you can relate and you can connect. And so in the midst of that, I heard the voice to have this gathering. And so I can tell you, I heard the voice have gathered back in June, but I just was not bold enough to accept the calling of that. And I had to marinate over it for a while and ponder about all the reasons why I didn't, shouldn't have it. And then I had to come back to, oh, you're the no more excuse girl. Come on. You cannot have all these excuses. Stop it. And so then I said, okay, I'll do it. And so I knew the guy said, you have to do this in 2018. And so I said, okay. So now I'm, I'm on the way <laughs> in December. There's like no more time. So... I said yes to it, and it was a very vulnerable moment because I really did not feel adequate in doing it because I feel like I'm still moving forward. I feel like I'm still in the journey and in the process, and so how can I help someone else 
went out in the process. And so I heard the words I would tell my kids and my family would live by is we do it scared. We still do it, but we even do it if we got to do it scared. And so the whole time I'm telling myself, and so even to do the, the flyer, I, and I barely shared the flyer two times on Facebook because I was <laughs> I was like, listen, I did it, God. Here, I put it out there. But I will tell you, there were 20 ladies that were widows that showed up for this brunch yesterday with very limited marketing that I did. And the majority of them I did not know. And so as it was time for me to talk, I had to be very transparent because that's just how my healing has helped to manifest. The more transparent I am, the more healing that manifests itself for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to be very vulnerable in that moment. And I don't look like, oh, I'm the one, I'm the host of the gathering, so I got to have it together. And I very early on, the first five minutes of it, I said, listen, I'm with you. I'm right with you. I don't have it together. I'm not for sure what today looks like. I'm not for sure that I won't have a moment in front of all of you guys. But I'm just doing it scared, and we're going to walk through this together. And so, but in the midst of that vulnerability, in the midst of being scared and still doing it up, up until I'm mean, pulling in the parking lot, I am shaking. Walked in the building, I'm like, I can't do this. The first lady walks in, I want to tell her, you showed up for real? Why would you show up? And so I just thought, <laughs> you know, okay, God, I did it. Nobody showed up. And then they start showing up. I'm like, oh, no, they're showing up. And so... I had to be vulnerable, and I had to carry this out, and I did not have to do it in my own might or my own power. That's what I discovered. And so I was open, and I told them, you know, I don't have a game. There's not a game book. But what I can tell you is my heart. I can tell you why I felt let to do this. I can tell you that I had my first Thanksgiving, my first Christmas, and I want to have joy, and I want you to have joy despite the loss. And the loss is not ever going to be not numbered. And so in sharing with that, wow. Can I tell you that those 20 ladies, as we went around the table, and um, I gave them permission that if you want to say something, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. Because sometimes widows are kind of be touchy, and sometimes they want to talk, sometimes they don't. And you got to be okay with that. See? A widow knows that. And so about 19 of them decided to talk. And all 19 of them filled my tank up. Mm-hmm. It was what I absolutely needed. So out of my vulnerability, out of being scared, but putting one foot in front of the other, I had no clue that this would be the thing that would fill my tank up. Wow. That is beautiful. By being vulnerable, you were healing yourself and helping others heal. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I walked away completely. My soul just so encouraged that, one, I'm not alone. And then it was kind of scary, scary that these are, you know, 20 people in this community who lost their husband, you know, recently. That was kind of like, wow, I don't but, you know, so that was, uh, that was that moment. Wow. You know, I hope that um, the listeners are taking notes because you have given so many nuggets of wisdom in everything that you're saying. So I, my next question is, what would you like to be remembered for? What was your legacy? Legacy, that's so, impact, that's so important and so powerful because we do leave something, regardless, intentional or not intentional, we leave a legacy of something. What I would like to be remembered for is that she is the person who inspired me to be more, to do more, and be better. And what I mean by that is not perfect, but we all have dreams, we all have aspirations. And it takes sometimes someone just nudging you. You can write the book. No more delay. Just start writing. It takes a 
want to make bad statements to make you put your pen to paper or your your fingers on the keyboard. It takes someone just nudging you to say, you know what? No, you are good enough. You're talented enough to open up a business. Start with what you have. And then they start, and then you look back, and they've got 25 employees. But it took that first word. So I want to really leave a legacy of that she inspired me. She helped me. She encouraged me. She empowered me to do more, to be better, and to own my gifts and talents. And so that's what I'd love to leave a legacy for. Well, I can tell you are, you're doing that as today. Every single time that we talk, I walk away going, God, I just love her. She inspires me so much. So I, you're definitely oh, doing you. that. Thank you. And thank you. How are you connecting to those who are different? Um, how am I connecting to those that are different? Um, you know, it was funny. It's the more we think we're different, the more we are alike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it, it comes down to, I'm going to go back to that voice. I'm going to go back to obeying that, that leading. Because there was recently, um, with me being a widow, you know, there's a lot of things that I didn't do that I now have to do. And so one of the, this snow, we had our first big blizzard in Kansas City. And a neighbor that, before then, I probably wouldn't even have talked to, just because we're all in our own world. He put up my Christmas lights on the on the outside of the house. This is the second year he's done that. And then he also did his driveway and then came and did my driveway. And so I would not have probably connected to him because I would have felt like we didn't probably have anything in common and I wouldn't even have tried to. But the one thing I can say is the, when you're when you kind of open yourself up to to be open, you will find that the more you think that you're different, the more you really are the same. And so just text messages to me because we have a neighborhood thing where we text was, you know, I would want someone to do it for my wife. I want somebody to help my wife if something happened to me. And so the more, you know, we begin to share and talk, I found out, wow, we have so many things in common. And so I think that sometimes we, we think about the differences and we need to really not think about the differences. You and I, I'll say, we were out, we had a great time and we had a TED talk and I enjoyed it so much uh, and in our relationship you know many people would say oh what do they have in, co- in common because there's co- there's a race difference but I can tell you you and I have so much in common and are so alike and share so many of the same um, dreams and aspirations and so you know you just have to stop thinking about the things that makes you different and think about the things that make you the same amen that is the whole purpose behind that question. So thank you for saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you've been a, you are a real ambassador for that. I watched you, and um, even when you invited me, just on, I didn't think I'd have an opportunity to share this with you, and even it would come up, but there's an opportunity, so I'm going to share this. At the TED Talk, you invited me, and probably I think a total of five ladies. And it was a very diverse group. And I thought to myself, she's very intentional with her diversification. And I think that's where we start at. We are intentional about what we do. And I can tell that you are intentional in even in making our induction. And I was able to meet someone that I never knew or would have never met had I not come and been, you know, been with hung out with you on, on at the TED Talk and sat with someone who you invited I would have never had the opportunity to meet her. And her and I had some of the best conversations and best laughs during that event. And it was because of your being of you being intentional that caused us to, to, to form, not bridge a gap, but just to form a, form an alliance, form a connection and say, hey, it was nice 
issue. And so I think that we all have a part. Um, our country is, it has a lot of things going on. But I think that we, as each individual, we are the bridge. We are the bridge. We each are the bridge to making it better, greater, more impactful by the things we do every day. My neighbor that doesn't look anything like me coming to get a bladder and hanging my light and doing my driveway. Wow, what does that say? You know, what does that say? And so I think we all have the ability to be better and build a better bridge and connect and be intentional. So I salute you, Shay, because I see that you do that very well. And even when you are there, sometimes the only one, you're the minority in the group. When you come to things that I do, you are uncomfortable. You are comfortable in your skin. You don't change who you are. You're comfortable in your skin and you own your own place and space. In space there, so I salute you because you are uh, you are helping to, to build a better bridge. Wow, I'm honored. Thank you. And one of the interesting things that um, I love is Marquita has this no more excuses only results entrepreneur conference every year, and there have been times where I'm the only person that looks like me in the room, and I'm thinking the world is missing out. The People who don't look like me are here and people who look like me aren't aren't here and they're missing out. And that's maybe my legacy. I'm not sure yet, but my legacy is probably to connect with others and to find out that we all are the same on the inside. So it doesn't matter what package you come in. So thank you. I appreciate that. So true. Thank you. So Marquita, how can people connect with you? What are your social media platforms? All right. Well, I'm on all the social media platforms at Marquita M. Miller. I will tell you where I play the most is on Facebook. I play the most and then LinkedIn from there. I will tell you an easy way to connect with me via uh, social media. You talked about the more excuses event. It stands, uh, the hashtag is N, like no, N-M-E-O-R. If you use that hashtag, I absolutely promise you that you bump into me on social media with the N-M-E-O-R hat, that hashtag N-M-E-O-R. That will make us be connected via social media. Or if you Google no more excuses on the results, that will connect you to us. I'd love to connect with you. I'm a lover of people. I do not be strangers. But I make Shay and I very good friends. We go places and we're like, oh, we gave more friends. So, um... <laughs> Because we never meet strangers. And so I would love to connect. I'd love to continue the conversations. I'd love to build better bridges. And so, and I'd love to do, continue doing my part to um, help take the differences and really pull the things that are common bonds and the same. So, well, I'm so glad that you mentioned the, your event. So, No More Excuses Only Results Conference is going to be a win next year. In 2019? Yes. Yes. For the last, this will be, 2019 will be the number nine year of the event. Wow. And so number eight, I know, you know, wow, we've come a long way since having an idea with a group of, a couple of friends and having a meeting at a restaurant with 10 people to now having over hundreds of people that attend the event. Um, we've only had the second party of January, but this 2018 was the last time we're going to do it in January because the weather in Kansas City is very interesting. And so um, event management and blizzards and ice storms and flights in, it's just more than I want to really deal with it. And, and, and so 2019, I just said, you know what? We're going to change the day. 
So it's going to be the second Friday in September. That's the second Friday in September. We're going to give it a facelift. My departed husband played a major role in the behind the scenes of No More Excuse Tell Results. And I noticed in the 2018, so many attendees came up to me and said, man, it's so sad he's not being here. And it feels so different. And we, and I wanted to honor him in that 18 event. 2019, we're going to turn the page. Do you hear me? We're going to turn the page in 2019. Different days, different fields. We're just going to do, you know, we're just going to, I'm going to listen to the voices. Because listen, if, if the voice led me to yesterday's results, it was, that was impactful. Then I'm going to trust the change of everything else that's going to happen with no more excuse on results. And so we're going to be very more, much more intentional, fully utilizing people like Shay and um, others, Dr. Lynn with Casey Chiropractor that have been, my sisters from another mother that have been intentional of coming and helping to diversify the event in the conversation. And so that gives us time to do that. And I want to be very intentional in doing that because I think we will gain more from each other when we all come together. So I'm excited about 2019. Our theme is turn the page because I am turning the page. And so that's a major page for me by changing the date. But we've got some other neat things that we're going to be doing that I'm not going to share it yet, but I'm super excited. And I know I'm pulling Shay in. She's going to be part. And last year you did some things. And so I'm super excited. So I know they'll hear more about it. And we'll be, I'll be posting things on social media about it. But um, it's going to be a great opportunity, a great, a great event, a great gathering, impactful, an empowerment explosion is what it's going to be. Oh, I love that empowerment explosion. And folks, I was totally surprised that she put my name in there too. So, uh, as we get, as we get closer, we'll definitely have to have you back on and we can talk about the details of it. Very exciting. So to close, I mean, you have just, gosh, again, I I hope the listeners are taking notes. You've given us so many, uh, nuggets of information and wisdom and, and inspiration and empowerment and action, things to go out into the world and do. So right now, at this very moment, are there a certain words or phrase or scripture that you are living by? Wow, that is so funny that you would ask that because absolutely there is. So this scripture really took me through the last few months and, um, it, it was not, I have a favorite scripture, but this was not like my favorite scripture. And this came to me. It's Deuteronomy 31, six. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. And that scripture was so fitting because it just told me the beginning of it. And every, this scripture is a short scripture, but it's so power packed. Be strong. You know, there are times when we have to tell ourselves when we feel weak to be strong there and be courageous. There are times when we're scared. We have to tell ourselves, no, be courageous. So just those first little few words, depending upon your day and what's going on, sometimes for me, it's just the be strong is what I need. Yesterday, I needed the be courageous part. Other times, I, I, I need the God will not leave you because so there are times where you, you can think, that, oh, I'm walking this journey alone. After seeing the eyes of those 20 widows yesterday, I learned real clear, crystal clear that I'm not walking anything by myself. There are many that have walked before me, and unfortunately, there are many who will walk after me in this journey. And so that scripture has just been one that has um, really carried me through the last two months. And so Deuteronomy 31, 6 is the scripture that I'm rolling with. (laughs) I love that. Be strong and be courageous. 
And you have. And thank you for being such an inspiration to others to be strong and courageous. So thank you. And I just want to say how much I've enjoyed you on our show. And I can't wait to see where you go next. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited. And um, I can't wait to see what the doors are open for you because you have some great dynamic things going on. And you are a secret weapon. That is what I can say about you. You just, you are a power pack punch. And so I commend you again for all that you're doing. I'm excited about your podcast and the reach of the people that are going to get to connect with you and the things that you're doing as you're traveling across the country. And so I'm looking for looking forward to additional collaboration with you. Mm-hmm. And so thank you again for the opportunity. I appreciate you sharing your platform with me. I appreciate you so much as a sister and my friend and my mentor. So oh, thank you. We're learning from each other. Yes. So thank you for listening to the Power of Investing in People podcast. Our mission is that you will be inspired to invest in yourself and the people around you. Why, you may ask? Because you're worth it. The Lima Charlie Network is a group of thought leaders and podcasters with the goals of improving ourselves. Inspiring and educating others and bringing viable conversations to both military and civilian audiences. Our vision is to empower others to reach new heights in leadership. Self-development and communication by connecting our audience to crucial conversations. Focused on sharing tools, ideas, and perspectives A one-stop shop for aspiring and seasoned leaders alike to gain from the experiences and knowledge of others. We aren't just a network of colleagues. We are family. And we invite you to come and join us on this journey. And we look forward to delivering invaluable information to you loud and clear.